Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Movie Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And as the New York Giants turn the page from their first preseason game, a loss to the Detroit Lions and head into week two of the preseason when they'll be hosting the Carolina Panthers on Friday night. Just uh, wanted to uh, to touch base on a few things, and also a little bit later we'll play for you an interview that I did with former New York Jets general manager, former Miami Dolphins vice president Mike Tannenbaum. And uh, before we get into a couple of other Giants things, just wanted to mention I know that uh, I've had Tannenbaum on the show before. I know that sometimes people give me a hard time about having Mike on the show. They, they they give me the, why should we listen to anything that a former Jets general manager has to say? He wasn't good at his job anyway and this and that. And listen, the, the reason is very, very simple. The reason is that Mike Tannenbaum worked inside the NFL for a very long time. Mike had to make the kinds of decisions that Joe Shane as Giants general manager has to make now. He's been through contract discussions. He's been through trades. He's been through good seasons and bad seasons. He's been through cutting players, dealing with uh, with locker rooms that weren't happy with him for certain moves that he made. So Mike understands the inner workings of the NFL. He understands the discussions that are had behind closed doors better than any of us do. So whether you whether, whether we agree with Mike's opinions and I'll be honest I don't always agree with Mike. I think sometimes he's uh you know some I I just don't always agree with what he says. Sometimes I I think that uh that his opinions can sometimes be colored a little bit maybe by his own successes and failures at, with the Jets and with the Dolphins and that's to be expected but but I always value Mike's opinion I value the opinion of any NFL insider anyone who's willing to come on the show who's willing to talk to me and and offer insight from the perspective of a person who's been involved in these decisions and whether he worked for the Jets or not I think is irrelevant I think it's just valuable to uh, to gain the perspective and the insight uh, f- from a person who's who's held that kind of a job before. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the interview with Mike and uh, just just wanted to to offer a little bit of insight into into why I like to talk to to Mike Tannenbaum and, and anyone 
who's worked inside the league, no matter who they've worked for uh, in the past. All right, just a couple of quick notes before I get to uh, to the interview with Mike Tannenbaum. I uh, just wanted to mention after Friday night's game, we've had a ton of uh, of content at Big Blue View. We've had our kudos and wet willies. We've had uh, things that we learned. We've had Nick Filato taking a look at uh, at his Twitter timeline and offering some thoughts on on what happened. Nick took a look at five plays that uh, that made a difference. And Nick's five plays is always more like fifteen plays because it winds up being scenarios. We uh, we broke down the uh, the Pro Football Focus grades with a look at who did well and who did not. Lots of of good scores for. Uh, for Giants rookie players, John Michael Schmitz, Tay Banks, Trey Hawkins, all uh, all performed pretty well. So all of that was encouraging. A really nice night for Tommy DeVito, undrafted free agent quarterback, who uh, who who made a certain uh, a certain podcaster look really really bad. Since uh, since that certain podcaster, who who you may or may not be listening to right now, has been saying for uh, for months now. That that Devito uh, probably didn't have a shot at making the uh, the the Giants practice squad, and and that may have changed after Friday night. But regardless, uh, lots and lots of content at Big Blue View for you guys to read. So hop on over to BigBlueView.com. Also, just a note, I will be at Quest Diagnostics for practice on Monday and again probably on Tuesday. And if I'm not there on Tuesday, I'll be there Wednesday. So look for my practice reports. Look for features, analysis of uh, of what's going on in uh, East Rutherford firsthand at Big Blue View. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's get to my interview with former Jets general manager Mike Tannenbaum. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, I'm joined now by one of my favorite guests here on the Valentine's Views podcast, former Jets general manager and Miami Dolphins vice president, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike, welcome back to the show, and uh, thanks for squeezing in a few minutes. Ed, always great to be with you. I, I love your content. I love your passion, and uh, it's always good to be with you and uh, on your platform. All right, appreciate the appreciate the compliment. And Mike, I have to start here. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since the whole Saquon Barkley sign the franchise tag, sign the amended franchise tag thing went down, and it's kind of pointless to to rehash the whole situation, but. You know, put your put your GM hat on and spin it forward. Where do you see this going with the Giants and Barkley a year from now, maybe two years from now? Does he have a long term future? You know, with the Giants. Well, look, you know, my experience Ed, is you never know. Um, I was surprised that they didn't say like, "Hey, look, you know, you're going to fr- franchise him at ten million in year one, twelve million in year two. That's twenty two million. And if we bump up the guarantees to $23, $24, 25000000 million, that somehow um, they could have got a long-term deal done because that's what they're going to have to guarantee him anyway. And then they could have had some non-guaranteed years on the back end. So anyway, I was um, that surprised me. And the other thing that surprised me, look, I think getting Andrew Thomas signed makes a lot of sense for, for all the reasons that you'd want a left tackle want, you know, uh, locked up. But – I don't think I would have signed him the day after your best player comes in on a one-year deal. Yeah, I'd be curious. You know, Saquon's a very classy guy, Ed, sort of like above the fray. Um, but I would have said to, you know, Andrew Thomas, look, we have a deal. Why don't you just work out on the side field for two days? No one's going to know anything different. And, you know, we'll, we'll announce this in a couple of days. But to, I, I just felt like the timing of that was odd. And I wonder if, if someone said to Saquon, what do you really feel? How do you really feel about that? I'd be curious, um, you know, what his response would have been. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. You know, the Giants, Joe Shane, they've locked up Daniel Jones, although that's really, to me, it's a two-year deal. It's a two-year, you know, show us if last year, you know, what was the real deal or or show us if we have to move on in a couple of years. They've locked up Dexter Lawrence. They've locked up uh, Andrew Thomas, as you said. And and I do think you really do wonder what Saquon would say, you know, if uh, if he actually told you the truth about how he feels about all of this. Yeah, and, and again, I think, look, I've been doing it for over two decades. You're going to have disagreements, but context is important. Timing is important. You always say, like, you know, you have 53 players, you have 53 goals, you have 53 insecurities, you have 53 agents. No one's going to be happy all the time, but certain players like Saquon, who was drafted there, who's played great there, who's impeccable off the field, you know, those are the ones that you want to give the benefit of the doubt to. Now, look, that doesn't mean you want to do something crazy and egregious, but to me, if you're 2 to $3 million apart and the cap's going north of $220, $250 million, you should be able to find that somewhere. Does it say something before we move off the Saquon topic? I like you. I was surprised that the Giants didn't just bridge that couple million dollar gap. I was surprised knowing how John Mara feels about Saquon and knowing how hurt he was when when the Giants lost Odell Beckham, another guy that that Mara really liked. I was surprised Mara didn't just step in and say, "Let's just." 
Let's just add the couple million and get it done. What does that say about Mara? What does that say about about the authority, the trust that he's putting in Joe Shane? Yeah, I think it says a lot about John. Like, hey, I'm going to hire people. Um, I'm going to let them do their jobs. And then I'm going to hold them accountable. Um, and that's really how a, a healthy organization, you know, should run. And, um, you know, ultimately the proof will be in the pudding to see, you know, basically they could have franchised Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley and, you know, they made their decision and it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. All right. Moving on from Saquon, I'm fascinated as the Giants construct this 53 man roster. I'm fascinated by the decision that they'll make on one player in particular, and that happens to be Sterling Shepard. And I'm just curious from your experience, you know, I look at Shep and he's a guy that missed most of 2021 with a torn Achilles. He missed most of 2022 with a torn ACL. He's had other soft tissue injuries. He's had concussion injuries. I think it might only be one year in his career where he's played a full, a full schedule. And yet he's been a really good giant. He's been a productive giant. He's a guy that did a lot for that team last year behind the scenes, you know, helping guys in the locker room. He was around all year despite being hurt. Do you look at Shepard making the roster or not making the roster? And can can you factor all that stuff in? Or do you have to, you know, as Joe Shane, Brian Dable, do you have to just cut all of the emotion out of it and say, is he one of the best six or seven wide receivers that we have and make it as simple as that? Yeah, it's more of the latter for sure. Look, some guys earn the benefit of the doubt. This is the reality of it. Um, and, you know, something else that we should remind your audience, Ed, that is germane to Sterling Shepard and, and others in, in this situation, which is um, if he's on the roster on opening day, he's locked in for the year. He gets paid for the whole year. So sometimes what you'll say is like, hey, take him all the way through camp, get him in the best shape they can, know the system airtight and say, hey, you know, uh, Coach Parcells, it was funny. He had a, a funny expression um, for a number of years. Uh, the New York Mets AAA team was Tidewater, and and Sterling Shepard would be a good example. of This Ed, where he's like, look, we we got to cut to fifty three, but we got to know who player 54, 55, 56, 57 is. And you know, my message to Sterling Shepard: if things play out where he's receiver seven and we keep six, or he's receiver eight and we're keeping seven, like, look, you're not on our team right now, but. We all know that to get through the season, you'll be here at some point. So if someone else doesn't pick you up, you'll be here. This is not goodbye. This is, you know, take a couple of weeks off and, you know, there's a very strong likelihood you'll be back here. That's an interesting way to look at it. I, I know that, you know, I think Jerry Reese used to say you just have to take the emotion out of it. And, and I know fans can't. Fans just can't, but when you're constructing a roster, you have to. I'm just curious if, if you, you know, in the decision making that that you've had to make, if you faced that that kind of situation, you know, with a similar player. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, Peter Gammons said something. Peter Gammons was uh, the Hall of Fame baseball writer, went into Cooperstown, and in his speech, and he talked about this very situation. He said, as a writer, I had to um, respect everybody. That was part of my responsibilities. As a human being, I also had the um, – I like some people more than others. And I always told the staff on like cut-down day, I'm like, look, we have a job to do. we got to cut from 90 to 53, and we're going to 
you know, let 37 people go. Now, you know, some come back to practice squad, some go to IR, but the point is, you know, a lot of people are getting let go and we're going to do that job and that's our responsibility. However, there's something wrong if like deep in your soul, like it doesn't bother you. Like we're human beings. And let's face it, Ed, over the course of my career, I've been on both ends of that conversation and neither end of it is good. You know, no one likes to have those conversations. So, and you know, one of the privileges of being with a team is like being in an NFL locker room after a game and you see guys taking their pads off and you see them cutting their tape and the blood, like people don't understand. I think they try to understand like the level of physicality that a player goes through, but they're putting their bodies on the line each and every play. And there's a certain amount of respect that to me goes along with that. And when you let somebody go, like it's just not easy to do so. Absolutely. I understand that. I've been in the locker room enough after games to see just how worn out guys are sometimes, just just how they drag themselves to their to their locker and drag themselves to the shower. And and, and you do have to respect what they put themselves through. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's well said. Um, one thing I want to ask you about Giants went nine and nine, seven and one last year made the playoffs, won a playoff game. It was, by and large, a surprisingly successful year. I look at the Giants, and I think this is a better roster, but better roster might not guarantee winning 9, 10 games just based on the schedule. If if you had to guess right now, look at the Giants' 2023 season. Do you think we're going to see regression from them or progression? I think regression because – some of the things, the one-score games, the lack of turnovers, there's you know a mathematical sort of notion of like regression to the mean, meaning like when you have such an outlier for a year, it typically comes back to the middle. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, the other big variable to me is, is Darren Waller. You know, Darren Waller is a great player. Um, he's had durability issues, Ed. And to me, like typically as you get older, you don't become more durable. So that, that would be a key one to watch. But, you know, if he's out there, Look, I think Jalen Hyatt will come along, and I think he'll be a good player. Uh, but when you have Saquon and Waller, like that makes your offense, that makes your offense a lot more difficult to defend. I'm just curious, what did you think of uh, of Tay Banks, and and what kind of future do you think he'll have? Uh, really good. I think he's going to be. I, I think he has good ball skills. Really good athlete. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He is the he is the quietest kid. <laughs> you know he's. He he's done two press conferences with New York media, and I'd be surprised if he gave more than a one sentence answer in either one of them. Well, they're not paying him to speak. No, they're not. They're paying him to play cornerback, and hopefully, he'll be really, really good at it. Mike, I think really that's that's about all I had for you today. I appreciate a few minutes. I always love getting some insight from you, and uh, hopefully, we'll we'll chisel out some time during the regular season to talk Giants again. Okay, thanks so much for having me, Ed. All right. Great day. Thank you, Mike. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, our thanks to Mike for uh, a few minutes, for his insights on Saquon Barkley, for his insights on uh, on the Giants uh, dealing with Sterling Shepard as Shepard tries one more time to make an NFL comeback after two successive years of, of devastating leg injuries. And also, uh, you know, we, we hope that Mike is wrong. 
when it comes to Mike predicting regression for the Giants in 2023. But, uh, you know, we'll find out over the coming months what uh, what will happen with the Giants and whether uh, whether Tannenbaum will be right that uh, that they're more likely to go backwards in 2023 than uh, than forwards. Fingers crossed that uh, fingers crossed that Mike's got that one wrong. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon.